Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Abgenommen bedauert. Highest flying super fighter in all the world. And during the following program, Mr. Hall Hibbard, Vice President and Chief Engineer of Lockheed Aircraft Corporation, will bring you the inside story about this great new plane. Lockheed presents The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall. With the music of Felix Mills. Produced and directed by Jack Johnstone. The makers of Lockheed Airplanes present Herbert Marshall as The Man Called X. International troubleshooter who flies the ocean at the drop of a hat. Who charms the ladies but is death on crooks. Herbert Marshall as the man called X. Listen to this, Chief. London, February the 13th, Associated Press. The Moscow radio quoted Stockholm reports tonight that the mayor of Berlin, Ludwig Stieg had been shot to death for cowardice. Yeah, Ken. One report says that he tried to leave Berlin, but was recognized, arrested, and executed. Yeah. The tougher the going, the tougher Hitler, Himmler, and company have to get, even with their own bigwigs. That's okay with me, Ken. They're just doing some of the dirty work we'd have to do. Right, Nancy. But unfortunately, some of them are going to slip through. Some of the worst. For instance, Chief? Well, for instance, we've got a tip that Schweitzer's going to try to get out. Schweitzer? Yep. Reichsbank. Economic minister. Why, he probably has more vital information in his head than any other man in Germany. Can't let him get away, Chief. Well, if he gets out, it's just too bad. Hmm. Yeah, it's too bad somebody can't go to, into Berlin and help him escape. Great idea, Ken. Kind of ridiculous, too. Oh, I was just speculating. Yeah, out of our jurisdiction, too. Hmm. Anybody who did it would have to be in his own. Yeah. Yes, well, Nancy, let's go. See you later, Chief. Okay, Ken. I'll have something else for you to do in a few days. Mm-hmm. Bye, Nancy. Bye, Chief. Oh, and don't strain yourself looking for another assignment for Ken. Berlin, huh? Well, you have it, Chief. It's out of our jurisdiction. Well, don't let it get you down. Huh? What would you like to do today, darling? Oh, I don't know. How about dropping in on Harold Annis? All right. Haven't seen Hal for ages. Oh, what's he doing now? Nothing much. Colonel with the ATC. Yes. Oh, that's what... Wait a minute. What did you say? Yes, darling. Colonel Harold Annis of the Air Transport Command. Tell me, how 
Well, how close do your planes go to Germany? Russia. That's close enough, Ken. Uh-huh. Could, uh, could you arrange a passage for a passenger? Well, yeah, I suppose I could. Hmm. Hmm. Hal, do you mind if Ken kisses me right in front of you? This I've got to see. Just something to remember you by, Ken. Well. Oh, darling. Darling, when you kiss me like that, I go on a plane trip myself to the stars. you like flying for the ATC, Captain? Sure, Mr. Thurston. Well, during the last couple of weeks, I've been in Cairo, Sydney, Burma, London, Paris, Saipan, and Long Beach, California. And next stop, Moscow. Yep. I'll just have time to say hello to Uncle Joe and go on to Cousin Chung in Chungking. <laughs> Я приветствую вас от имени любимицы всех советских республик, Москвы, красавицы, дорогой товарищ Терстон. Meaning? Hello. And welcome to Moscow, товарищ. Well said, Mr. Zellsmith. You get my message? Mr. X, I saw, I came, I conquest. Bravo. I have been busy mapping out some new strategies for the Red Army. But I was able to steal a precious moment to keep disappointed with you. Oh, so you even steal moments, eh, Pagon? Ah, but Mr. X, <laughs> a moment with you may lead to a fortune. Look, Pagon, you once told me you were a charter member of some band of roving rogues. What were they called? Oh, you mean the Continental Guild of Mercenaries? That's it. You still a member? Well, I haven't paid my dues lately, uh, but, uh, but I still have my connection. Good. We can use your fellow guildsmen. How? We have a job to do which, incidentally, should cover your delinquent dues and then some. That interests me profoundly, Mr. Thurston. But what do I do? Have you ever made a parachute jump? Who? Me? <laughs> Geronimo! Great, Pagan. That would make anybody jump. Then let's go. All right. But where are we going? Just to Berlin. Oh, fine. I always... <laughs> There you are, Mr. Thurston. If you drop now, you'll land in the forest. Thank you, Major Malinoff. Pretty smart of you to pick a place where we wouldn't have to dodge enemy flak. In this new plane, we could dodge anything. You better hurry and jump, or Marshal Zhukov will be in Berlin before you are. Okay. You ready, Pago? Uh, don't you think, well, maybe perhaps we can wait a little while? Just close your eyes and jump. Uh, you first, my dear Thurston. After you, Pagan. But I insist. Okay, but Major, you'll uh, you'll take care of my friend, won't you? To your entire satisfaction, Mr. Thurston. Good luck to Varsity. Good luck to you. So long. He did it. He did it. It's very simple. Now watch. I will show you a little trick. With a flick of my finger, my beautiful plane rolls over on its side. So. Ah! Ah! Woo! Ah! 
Good luck, Gladys. Separately, Pagan. My miserable life is on your head, Mr. X. Don't worry about my head. Just use yours. Mix them with the refugees on the road. Now, here's our plan. I'm going to make a little call on Schweitzer. Uh, not old money bags. Yeah. The head man of the Reichsbank. Oh, I... Are we going to rob the bank? We've got something more important to do. But first, we've got to decide on a meeting place. Now, let's see. Let... Oh, Putsy. Putsy? Haven't I told you about Putsy? A 32nd cousin. Oh? A Zeltschmidt's black sheep uh, on the Bulgarian side. Where does he live? Uh, due to the misfortunes of his ill-starred career, he's living at 57 Sauerbratenstrasse. But uh, what are you doing to do, Mr. Jakes? Pagan, you've inspired me. I have? How much is it worth to me? You know, I've, just, I've studied your duplicities for a long time, and at last I found a good use for them. I'm going to double-cross a crook. To bait a trap for the crook. Herr Schweitzer. Herr Schweitzer. How did you get in? I don't know you. Who are you? Herr Schweitzer. You're planning to try to get out of Germany. Who are you? Oh, call me, uh, call me X. X? What is this? Some joke? These are hardly times for joking, are they? As I was saying, you want to get out of Germany. But... Uh, but it seems impossible, doesn't it? Get out of here. Look here, Herr Schweitzer. You're a shrewd man. A wise man who would like to save his own skin. Don't move, whoever you are. I don't think you want to shoot me, Herr Schweitzer, because, you see, I can get you out of Germany. You? Just what makes you think you... The shelter! Quick! The Americans are dropping their calling cards again. Oh, the swine! Come on! Hurry! Now, we'll be safe here. Not a very happy life, is it, Herr Schweitzer? It will be over soon. Oh, Father, here you are. I'm glad I wondered where you... Oh, a visitor? Yes, an uninvited visitor. He calls himself X. I see. I'm offering your father a chance to get out of Germany. Oh? And what do you say to that, Father? Oh, don't take him too seriously, Elena, my dear. It's very amusing. Go on, uh, X. Let's be frank. The punctuates the defeat to come, doesn't it? Well, go on, go on with what you're saying. Yes, but defeat may not be the end of everything. Failure can sometimes be turned into profit. To speak your language, Herr Schweitzer. Uh, what do you expect to get with all this? A small measure of what you expect. A future made out of catastrophe. And all this cause is based on the assumption that Germany has lost the war. That's your assumption, isn't it? I know you played along with the Nazis because you thought it was good business. No, 
That doesn't sound like good business, does it, Herr Schweitzer? Huh? To stay here means utter ruin for you. It means the end of business. So, of course, you'll be interested in my proposal. Supposing I were interested, uh, how could I trust someone I don't know, nor I've ever heard of? You haven't been able to trust those you do know, so I wouldn't expect you to trust me, except that I shall profit as well as you if you get out. Get out to where? The plane will be waiting on the other side of the border. What border? We'll come to that later. What border? It doesn't matter. France, Italy, Yugoslavia. Uh, what about Brenna? This Gestapo? <laughs> you must think they are fools. Not for a minute. But there are some things that even Bremner can't stop. What do you say, Herr Schweitzer? I shall report you to the Gestapo. Won't Bremner be a little curious about the fact that you've been approached with this kind of proposition? Bremner's a suspicious man, you know. In case you uh, shouldn't report me to him, you'll uh, meet me at six o'clock this evening? You are very bold, aren't you? Maybe just foolish. I've offered your father a deal. I don't know whether you'll buy. May I expect to see you this evening, Herr Schweitzer? Perhaps. 57 Sauerbratenstrasse. But, Mr. X, what makes you so sure Herr Schweitzer is coming? If he weren't coming, I'd, I'd have been arrested long ago. Pagan, can we trust this cousin Putsy of yours? Mr. Thurston. Of course not. He doesn't even trust himself. That's why he will be so useful. A true Zeltsmith. Thank you, Mr. Thurston. But it's already five minutes past six and no Herr Schweitzer. It's worth waiting more than five minutes for Schweitzer, Pagan. Shh. Pagan. Shh. I'm busy, Putsy, later. But I have to talk to you. Small, small tailors just turned up. Well, all right. Excuse me, Mr. X. Don't mind Putsy. He's not very bright. I know. He's only a 30-second cousin. Yeah. Thank you. But don't stay too long. We'll be shoving off as soon as Schweitzer gets here. If he gets here, Mr. X. You lose, Pagor. Herr Schweitzer keeps his appointments. Cousin Pagan, this is imperative. Be right back, Mr. X. Coming, coming. Oh. Yeah, Mr. X. The Gestapo. You are under arrest as a spy. In a moment, we'll continue with Act Two of The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to present a special visitor from Lockheed. He is Mr. Hall Hibbard, Vice President and Chief Engineer. Mr. Hibbard will talk about Lockheed's new fighting plane, the sensational jet-propelled shooting star, Mr. Hibbard. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I am glad to be able to tell you about the shooting star because I believe it to be more than merely a weapon of war. It is a significant airplane, significant in war and significant in peace. First of all, it may now be revealed that the development of jet-propelled aircraft in this country has always surpassed that in enemy countries. In fact, 
Lockheed has been working in this field for many years. Some months ago then, when the Germans introduced jet planes in the European theater, both the United States Army Air Forces and we here at Lockheed felt that we had something better. We had the jet-driven Lockheed Shooting Star, which had been secretly test-flying for more than a year. The Shooting Star is an extremely fast, maneuverable, and high-flying airplane. It is the fastest plane in the world. We are naturally gratified to have designed such an airplane. But more important, the Shooting Star reaffirms the fact that American skills and American ingenuity can always turn out superior weapons. And now, a word about the future. In my opinion, the Lockheed Shooting Star introduces an entirely new chapter in the history of flight. It is just the beginning. We at Lockheed can foresee and are working toward the time, a matter of a few years, when the largest transports equipped with jet engines will fly across continents and oceans at tremendous speed. Today, our job is to help maintain air supremacy for the United Nations. Tomorrow, with the knowledge thus gained, we hope to aid in maintaining a full and lasting peace. Thank you and good night. You've just heard a talk by Mr. Hall Hibbard, Vice President and Chief Engineer, Lockheed Aircraft Corporation. Thank you, Mr. Hibbard. Return to Lockheed's man called X, who has managed to get into Berlin, where he has been trying to kidnap one of the highest officials in all Nazism by helping him escape from Germany. But his plans have apparently blown up in his face, for he is now a prisoner of the Gestapo. At the moment, we find Mr. X in his cell, somewhat the worse for the customary treatment by the Gestapo. Uh. Uh. Well, what are you going to use this time? Lashes or lighted cigarettes. Well, why don't you put on the light? You usually like to see your handiwork. Well, say something. You should never have come to see my father. Elena. You remember my name. <laughs> it isn't all I remember, Miss Reitzer. But I don't even know yours. How did you get in here? The way people usually get into places. Oh. <laughs> the Nazis have their little weak weakness, too. Why did you come? I couldn't help it. I had to see you again. But I feel foolish having to call you just X. My name's Ken. Ken? Oh. Why were you trying to help my father? For the reason I told him. For profit. But... You look like a man of ideals, Ken. And you look like one of those ideals, Elena. Well? It's very sweet of you to come to see me. That's taking chances, you know. I told you I had to. Did they hurt you? What do you think? Oh, Ken. Mm. Ah. My mother used to tell me that a kiss would take away a hurt. She was right. That isn't why I kissed you. Elena, you tell me something? Yes. Did your father call the Gestapo? No. No, I did. 
That's what I thought. I still don't know who you are. You're still X, but you're a traitor to the Fuhrer. You would have made my father a traitor. I would kill him first. And me. Oh, the Gestapo will make you wish I had killed you. So this is the woman of the future. The Fräulein modeled after her Fuhrer. The essence of Nazi superiority. Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler. Uh, Fräulein Schweitzer. I have been expecting you, Herr Bremner. Our friend here is quite susceptible to lovemaking, but he says nothing. Perhaps lovemaking isn't the right method. Then I bow out in your favor, Herr Bremner. Leaving so soon, Miss Schweitzer. Auf Wiedersehen, Elena. Not auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. <laughs> Loveless specimen of your womanhood, Herr Bremner. We shall not talk of women, Mr. X. Is there a better subject? There is a more important one. Who are you? You seem to know. Who are you? Have a smoke? Who brought you those? You're Gestapo, of course. What do you mean? Oh, now, wait a minute, Herr you, you know as well as I do, you can buy anything. In fact, your Gestapo has a very well-organized black market. Shut up. That's oh. enough, Hans. Go on, Mr. X. I've always thought of the Gestapo as an invincible, incorruptible machine. It's very interesting when you see it from the inside. Are so? Everyone a prisoner of everyone else. All linked together in a chain. But the chain is held together only by fear. Fear of each other. Stop! He will not tell us who you are. But uh, we do not need to know. We know enough. You are a spy. And spies are shot. When do you plan to give my little party? In the morning, Mr. X. Also, what me. Back so soon. Have you changed your shooting schedule? Mr. X, you are an intelligent man. You could be very useful if you would talk. Apparently, I've talked too much. I know, of course, about your attempt at negotiations with Herr Schweitzer. Of course, his adoring daughter told you. You were, were very sure you could get him out of Germany, weren't you? Yes. I see, but unfortunately, you will be shot in the morning. Yes, unfortunately. And you still won't talk? Mr. X? Yeah? Mr. X, can you get me out of Germany? the slaughter wagon once again. It's as sure as the sun comes up. Not want to help them, the victims, eh? Mm. I wonder who it is this time. Driver, is it another field marshal you're burying? Sorry to disappoint you, old woman. 
All I've got today is an American spot. American. <laughs> Come along, Peter. A very bad character. <laughs> Mr. X. Mr. X, are you dead or alive? I'm pinching myself, Peter. Remner promised to put blanks in the guns, but I still have to sweat it out before that wall. But how could you know he would really use blanks? Only because he was saving his own skin with them, or so he thought. Have Putsy and his mercenaries paved the road out for us and our celebrated companions? A regular fortune it cost, Mr. X. The road is paved with gold and silver. Yes, Pagan. But there's a rainbow at the end of it. Very hard in this ridiculous clothing. Ah, but Herr Bremner, who would suspect the two fat old ladies in black would be those well-known gentlemen, Bremner and Schweitzer? I, I must admit, Mr. Dex, the costumes have served their purpose. The idea came from Pagan, the fount of all chicanery. Thank you, Mr. X. Here we are. Here is the border. Doesn't seem much different, does it? Except that the air smells free. Nobody but me, gross Uncle Heinrich, knows this pass. Good for you, Uncle. Uh, Mr. X has your bonus for you, like I promised. That's right, Uncle. Here you are. Thank you, thank you, sir. Are you sure nobody but you knows this way out, old man? Nobody. I've lived here for seven... No. No, what are you... Uncle Heinrich! Well, Bremner... Why did you shoot the old man? You think I'm a fool, Mr. X? Nobody will know how I left Germany. Or that I have left Germany. Oh? Nobody. No blanks in the gun now, huh? You're sure you're safe now, so suddenly you're a brave man. You've been a very convenient guide, Mr. X, but only one of us will uh, cross the border alive. You wouldn't dare kill me, Bremner. You, Schweitzer, who think only of money and... Who's there? What's Ah, Putsi, you're a regular Marine. What is it? The American flyer. He's coming. Good. Americana. As I promised you, gentlemen, there's a plane waiting. A plane which will take you for a nice long ride to America. You'll never get me to... <coughs> nice work, Mr. X. Here, I have his gun. Come on, Bremner, get up. Schwein. Oh, I'm getting awfully tired of that word. But perhaps pigs know no other language. What are you trembling for, Bremner? And you, Schweitzer? You afraid? Did you really think you'd get away? How could you get away from yourselves? Maybe you've forgotten that. He that fleeth from the fear shall fall into the pit. And he that getteth up out of the pit shall be taken in the snare. Maybe you've forgotten that for the creators of destruction and disaster... There is no way out. Ladies and gentlemen, the jet-propelled Lockheed shooting star is the fastest plane ever built. Trim as a bullet, highly maneuverable, armed to the teeth, 
This sensational new plane is capable of fighting at high altitudes, striking, disappearing, bringing fear and terror to the enemy. The jet-propelled shooting star. With it, Lockheed has again established new standards in the field of aircraft design and manufacture. Again, Lockheed originality, Lockheed science and skill have helped maintain air supremacy for the United Nations. This time with a plane so superior that it may revolutionize all flying, be it for war or for peace. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Lockheed leads in jet propulsion. And in the great age of flight to come, you may well look to Lockheed for continuation in this leadership. Lockheed, makers of the new jet-propelled shooting star, years ahead in the science of flight. And now a word from Lockheed's star, Mr. Herbert Marshall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our last program in the present series. So I'd like to say a very sincere thanks to the men of Lockheed Aircraft Corporation who have given every possible assistance in making this show as good a show as we could make it. And, of course, my thanks to my favorite company of artists and technicians. Felix Mills, our superlative music master. Milton Merlin, author of tonight's exploit and most of the stories in this series. Francis Farrago, writer. Paul LaCroix, our excellent engineer. Floyd and Monty, our sound effects wizards. John McIntyre, our grand announcer. And the cast. Gigi Pearson, who plays the charming Nancy Bessington. Leon Belasco, who is my rascally shadow, Pay Gonzale Smith, and of such fine actors as B. Benaderet, Lucille Meredith, and Jeanette Nolan. Frank Graham, Theodore Bonnells, Will Wright, Joe Granby, Charlie Lung, Bob Bruce, Vic Rodman, Ed MacDonald, and my many other friends in the cast. Well, naturally, I've saved my final salute for Jack Johnstone, our producer and director whose magic wand has safely and brilliantly guided the man called X to his many adventures. And to you, my most highly esteemed audience, my profoundest thanks of all. So until we meet again on the air, good night. Herbert Marshall's appearance is through courtesy of Metro-Golden-Mayer. All characters and incidents used on this program are fictitious. Any resemblance to actual persons or incidents is purely coincidental. John McIntyre speaking. This is the Blue Network of the American Broadcasting Company. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Twice a day, see your dentist twice a year. Pepsodent presents The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall. With the music of Felix Mills. Produced and directed by Jack Johnstone. There's a new Pepsodent toothpaste now. Yes, a new improved Pepsodent with a cleaner, brighter taste. That means cleaner, brighter teeth. Try it. Taste it. Compare it. No matter how many brands you've tried or how faithfully you've brushed, see if your teeth aren't noticeably brighter in just one week after you change to new, improved Pepsodent toothpaste. You see, new Pepsodent toothpaste contains twice as much irium, the exclusive cleansing ingredient. New Pepsodent toothpaste with twice as much irium removes the film that makes your teeth look dull, uncovers the natural brilliance of your smile. Try it. Taste it. Compare it. And our Pepsodent presents Herbert Marshall as the man called X, international troubleshooter who flies the ocean at the drop of a hat, who charms the ladies, but is death on crooks. Herbert Marshall as the man called X. Well, all the reviews were good. I know that every single paper. Oh, no. Mr. Thurston, did you notice that girl in the chorus? I noticed a lot of them, Pago. Anyone specific in mind? Well, personally, I prefer that brunette in the first row, you know, second from the left. Don't you mean the one second from the right? Uh, left? R- right? N- now you've mixed me all up. Uh-oh, th- there's the buzzer. Yes, let's go back in. Maybe the second act will clear up your problem. Now let's see, left, right? Darling, darling. I beg your... Oh, darling. Yes? Oh. Well, this is very pleasant. Oh, darling, it's been so long. Yeah, it certainly has. I, I simply can't believe it's you. I'm not so sure about it myself. Darling, you'll never know how wonderful it is seeing you. May I kiss you again? By all means. Thank you very much. Thank you. But now, lovely one, perhaps... Thank you. Take your filthy hands off her. I beg your pardon. You heard me. For two cents, I'd poke you in the nose. I'll gladly do it for nothing. Oh! Right on the button, Mr. Thurston. Who is he? Haven't the slightest idea. Huh? Well, m- maybe the lady knows. Hey, she's gone. Well, easy come, easy go. You never told me about her, Mr. Thurston. Who is she? I never saw her before in my life. Now, let's see. I take a couple of extra shirts. Why are you being so mysterious, Mr. X? Why, why don't you tell us where we're going? We're going? Well, I mean, you and me. Well, I guess that's all I'll need. Pagan, my friend, take care of yourself. Try to keep out of mischief, will you? Wait a minute, Mr. Thurston. What's the answer? Goodbye, Pagon. But but you know you always take me with you. In fact, they usually get there first. So long, and when you leave, don't forget to lock the door after you. Mr. Thurston, you can't do this to me. Mr. Thurston! Flight number 
26 now arriving at ramp 2. Flight number 14 now leaving for Paris from ramp 6. Flight 14 leaving for Paris from ramp 6. Attention, please. Will Mr. Pagan Zelschmidt please... Oh, no, not Pagan. Not all the way to Paris. Pagan, it's sometimes embarrassing, but I must admit I admire your ingenuity. In that case, Mr. Thurston, you'll be only too glad to reimburse me for the extra $10 I had to slip to the passenger agent. Well, I suppose I may as well pay up now. Otherwise, our conversation on the way to Paris will be pretty monotonous. I know what we can talk about. Yes? Look, Mr. Thurston, you're not taking a holiday? No. Yes. Well? Pagan, did you happen to notice the lavalier she was wearing? Uh Uh-huh, a clue. Who's Lavalier? A girl doesn't usually wear such a magnificent piece of jewelry like that. Unless she... Uh, Wait a minute. Now, let me guess. I... I have it. The lady who kissed you right in the lobby. Then you did notice the Lavalier. She was so ravishing, I didn't see anything but her. Too bad. Why? I'd like to get a better look at that Lavalier. Well, I... I don't blame you, but... But you said you didn't know her. How are you going to find her? By simply not letting her out of my sight. Hmm... Pagan, why do you think I took this particular plane? Mr. Thurston, we've been walking around in circles so long, my feet are dizzy. So you're not enjoying yourself, Pagan? Parks, museums, Napoleon's bed. Who cares about Louis the Sixteenth snuffbox anyway? Louis the Sixteenth. But he's dead, isn't he? What would you suggest we do, Pagan? I'll come down to brass tacks, Mr. Thurston. How you can spend a week in Paris and not even approach that beautiful woman is more than I can bear. It has taken a certain amount of restraint. You know where she lives. You know where she eats. You know where she shops. What's stopping you? I don't imagine the lady would be too pleased if she knew I'd followed her here. But she wouldn't recognize you, Mr. X. That is, unless you kissed her. Hmm, maybe you've got something there. Yes, let's see what happens. And now, mademoiselle, may I show you the latest thing in bus blouses? Merci, no. Uh, perhaps a culotte that is so chic for bicycling this summer. Merci, monsieur, but that will be all. Certainement, such a pleasure to serve you, mademoiselle. Bonjour. Darling. I beg your pardon. Oh, darling, it's so wonderful seeing you again. But I don't understand... I didn't either. Oh, it's you. Yes, the man in the lobby. But how do you happen to be in Paris? The funny thing, that's just what I was going to ask you. Then this really is a coincidence. I couldn't think of a happier one. Well, monsieur, I am happy. This gives me a chance to explain. Why explain? But really, monsieur. Uh, Monsieur... Ken Thurston's my name. I'm Lina Baril. Monsieur Thurston... I really don't go around kissing strangers and theater lobbies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awfully glad it happened once, though. Thank you. You see, monsieur, I was a little desperate. I needed a friend, but I was a stranger there. I knew no one. You made a friend. I was very aggressive, I'm afraid. Yes. <laughs> it was a gamble. I had no way of knowing how you could respond. Mademoiselle, you underestimate yourself. I uh, still have not explained, monsieur Thurston. That man you knocked down, I had to get away from him. Someone you knew well? No, someone I detested. 
I was very unhappy when he turned up in New York. That night in the theater, he became abusive. You were very kind to play at my little drama with me. Well, perhaps we could rehearse another scene. At dinner tonight? That's nice of you. And I would be ungrateful if I did not accept. But, monsieur, it would be impossible tonight. Tomorrow? Perhaps the day after tomorrow. Good. May I call you? It would be simpler for me to get in touch with you, monsieur. That will be simple, because I promise you I won't leave the Hotel Grand Palace until you do. And then what did she say, Mr. Thurston? Oh, she explained that it wasn't habitual, Pagan. Then what did you say, Mr. Thurston? I told her I understood. Then what did she say? Tell you later, Pagan. Yeah. Ready on your call to New York, Monsieur Thurston. Thank you. Go ahead, New York. Uh, hello. Hi, Chief. Ken Thurston, what the devil are you doing in Paris? Sorry I didn't check with you, Chief, but it was sort of personal. You see, a lady kissed me. A uh, who did what? She was very beautiful, and I didn't know her. That makes sense. Go on. So I thought I ought to know her better. Oh, that's great, Ken. I hope you're having a wonderful time. Not bad so far. Nice of you to call and let me know. Listen, Chief. If a ring shows up at the bureau, a ring in the shape of a fleur-de-lis, set with diamonds, rubies, and emeralds, will you let me know? Uh, it's a long chance. Hold on, Ken. Hold on. Are you psychic? You couldn't know that. Oh, then it has turned up. Day before yet. How did you know? Part of the missing Rotterdam collection, isn't it? Yeah, sure. That's what I thought. Chief, do me a favor. Send that ring over on the first plane. But, Ken... Thanks. Tell you all about it later. Hey, now, wait a minute. Huh? Ken, what in the name of common sense are you doing? Why, Chief, don't you think one kiss deserves another? Bye. Mr. Thurston, I'm beginning to smell a rat. Already? So you did get a closer look at that lavalier. Sure. And it was a fleur-de-lis set with emeralds, rubies, and diamonds? Uh-huh. You know, Mr. X, this is getting very interesting. You were beginning to worry me, Pagan. But now that you have that old familiar gleam in your eye, I'm reassured. Thank you. But what's this got to do with Rotterdam? Pagan, in 1940, when Rotterdam was leveled by Nazi bombs, one of the largest jewelry collections in Europe vanished. Uh-huh. For six years, nobody saw a trace of it. But recently, one at a the time, these jewels have been turning up in various parts of the world, especially in America. Why didn't somebody tell me this before? I'm going back to America right away. Too late, Pagan. I have a notion most of those gems are where you can't get at them. In the Bureau. Why, why you don't think I wasn't thinking of myself, Mr. Thurston. Who else? Oh. Well, goodbye. Just a minute. Did you say something, Mr. Thurston? Pagan, the last guy who tried to get that lavalier got a punch in the nose. Remember? You know, Monsieur Thurston, it's little accidents like this that make life so interesting. Accidents? I see a strange man in New York. Two weeks later, he's sitting with me in a cafe in Paris. That's because you kissed him. <laughs> Monsieur, please. You won't take that kiss too seriously. Would you be here now if I had? It must be what you call instinct or intuition. I must have known at once that I could trust you. You put me at a great disadvantage, Leonore. How do you mean, Ken? Now that you trust me, my hands are sort of tied. 
you're not. You're not a stranger. Not anymore. And yet, for some reason, I don't know what to talk about. Well, there's music, paintings, books. But let's start with you. Me? I have a confession to make, Leonore. Oh? I came over on the same plane with you. You did? Then why didn't you... I had a strange idea that perhaps you'd think I was following you. Why should I think that? You're forgetting again. You kissed me. Oh. And you're not going to let me forget that. I can't. I guess we'd better find something else to talk about. We could talk about another favorite subject of mine. Jewelry. Your collector? An admirer. That uh, lavalier you're wearing is beautiful. You like Very it? Very much. I'm glad it was a gift. Such a magnificent gift. My fiancé. Oh. Can do you mind? I told him you and I would be here for dinner. Why should I mind? I'd hoped you'd understand. He was very anxious to thank you for what you did for me. <laughs> That's nice. That's <laughs> very nice. Am I so amusing? No, no, Leonore. You're not amusing. Oh, no, you're wonderful. Oh, I see. You're very kind. You invite me to dinner. So I reward you with... What do you call it, my boyfriend? That's the general idea. I'm sorry, Kate. Why be sorry? I'm anxious to meet him. I'd like to congratulate him on his girlfriend. We should be here soon. In the meantime, shall we dance? Love. Dancing solves a great many problems, Ken. Yes, it brings people together. And you don't have to think about what to say next. You just follow the leader. I put it another way, Leonore. When anyone follows as gracefully as you do, that's something to talk about. Thank you. Oh, there's Etienne. Come, Ken. Bonsoir, Leonore. Etienne, I want you to meet Monsieur Thurston. Etienne Sapierre. C'est un plaisir, Monsieur. Hello. Um, sit down, do. Merci. Monsieur Thurston, it is extremely fortunate that you are in Paris so that I might express my gratitude. Oh? Leonore has told me about how gallant you were to her in New York. Oh, not at all. Matter of fact, it was Leonore's own quick thinking. Leonore? Oh, oh, yes. Uh, she uh, she appealed to you for help, didn't it's she? Yeah, I, I was going to oh, tell no, you... Oh, you would have been very proud of her. She handled the situation perfectly. So? See, this fellow made a nuisance of himself, so we got rid of him. Very expertly, I understand. Have a drink, Mr. Safia? Uh, merci, monsieur, but I did not mean to interfere with your evening. I merely wish to pay my respects. Perhaps I may return the courtesy someday, monsieur Thurston. I wouldn't worry about that. It has been a pleasure. Au revoir, monsieur. Adieu, Leonore. It's very considerate of your fiancé to let us have this evening together. Ken, I did not tell him everything. Oh? I did not tell it yet that I kissed you. Well, perhaps it's just as well. You think so, Kate? Yes, you know, we can keep that little scandal to ourselves. Yes? Oh, it's you, Etienne. Did you expect someone else, Leonor? Of course not, darling. You enjoyed yourself tonight? It, it was pleasant. This Mr. Thurston, he is charming, isn't he, my dear? He's very nice. But naturally he would be. 
You didn't mind my going to dinner with him, did you, darling? <laughs> ah, Cherie, you are lovely, you are generous, you are sweet, but... Ma petite, you are also very naive. Huh? Listen to me. This man, this Thurston, he didn't just happen to be in Paris, you know. What did you... He didn't come to Paris, my angel, only because you are here. He came to Paris because he is the man called X. No matter how many toothpaste you tried, no matter how good a job you think your present brand is doing, change now to the new Pepsodent toothpaste. And in just one week, see if you don't find new brightness in your teeth, new sparkle in your smile. Yes, there's a new improved Pepsodent toothpaste now with a cleaner, brighter taste that means cleaner, brighter teeth. You see, new Pepsodent has twice as much irium, the exclusive cleansing ingredient that Pepsodent and only Pepsodent can give you. New Pepsodent with twice as much irium removes the film that makes your teeth look dull. It loosens film and floats it away, quickly, easily, safely. So new Pepsodent brings new brightness to your teeth. It cleans better between teeth, leaves your breath cleaner, fresher too. No wonder more people than ever before are using Pepsodent today. So despite any other brand you've tried, change now to new improved Pepsodent toothpaste. And in just one week, see the difference. See if your teeth don't feel cleaner, look brighter. See how Pepsodent uncovers the natural brilliance of your smile. And now to return to Pepsodent's Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall. Mr. X has gone to Paris because a beautiful lady kissed him in the lobby of a New York theater. That is because the lady, Leonore Beryl, was wearing a lavalier, which Mr. X identified as part of the missing Rotterdam collection. In turn, Leonore's fiancé, Etienne Safier, has been identified. Ken Kirsten is the man called X. So now the score is even. But Mr. X does not know this. At the moment, he's in his Paris hotel room when there's a knock at the door. Yeah, come in. Hello, Mr. Thurston. I thought you were leaving Paris, Pagan. On the contrary, Mr. Thurston. Paris. I love it as much as in the summer as in the spring. Well, Paris will be glad to know that. <laughs> Mr. X, I'm happy to inform you, but I warn you it'll cost you money. When didn't it? Mr. X, would you be interested in a stick pin? Not particularly. I mean a lady's stick pin. That depends upon the lady. Uh, if it was a fleur-de-lis set with diamonds, rubies, and emeralds? Congratulations, Pagon. Hand it over. I haven't got it. <laughs> but you could get it if you had the money. Of course, and, and a set of earrings to match. Ah, oh, Mr. Thurston, it's scandalous, the prices they're asking. Plus your commission. They won't even dilly-dilly. It's, it's a quick deal, you know. Cash under the table or nothing. Who is it, Pagon? Somebody you don't like. Oh? In fact, you punched him in the nose once. Well. He didn't, rec didn't recognize me, but, but that doesn't matter because he works for another man. By the name of Safia. Yes, by the name of... How did you know? My spies, Pagan. Mr. X, you have somebody else working for you. How could you? 
Well, for one thing, she's more beautiful than you are. Mr. X! Scram, on now, will you go, please? But I just... Shut up. You want that commission? Get out of here quickly, the back way. Commission? In that case, Mr. Thurston... And no eavesdropping. Come in. Leonore. Are you busy, Kane? Come in. This is more than I'd hoped for. Please sit down. I hate to see you. Fine. I'm confused. I mean, I had to talk to someone. Ken, it's finished. Between Atia and me. Leonore. He's jealous, Ken. Of you. Because I took you out to dinner? I've been honest with you, haven't I? Yes. I've been honest with Etienne also. I cannot lie. I cannot dissemble. Etienne could read the truth in my eyes at once. Do you know what I'm trying to say, Ken? Or must I? Must you what? Darling. Darling, don't make me say it. Darling? Yes, Ken, from that first moment. I didn't realize until I said it for me. With that first kiss, the whole world turned inside out. There was nothing left but you. Leonor. That first kiss. I was just pretending then. But Ken, I don't want to pretend anymore. Darling. Darling, darling, darling. Nevertheless, my sweet, that was an awfully good job of pretending. Ken... You are still pretending, aren't you? What do you mean, King? Is it about time you told me the real reason for all this? You don't believe me? No. I hate you. I don't believe that either. <laughs> don't, Leonor. No. No, I don't hate you, King. But you were told that you should hate me, weren't you? Now, you don't have to answer. Just, Just listen. Ever see this ring before? Ring? It matches my lover here. Yes. And with a little trouble and a good deal more money, I'm sure I could produce a pin and probably earrings to fill out the set. What are you trying to tell me? Will you mind the outline of a long story? Go on, King. It starts in 1940. A million dollars in jewels disappeared in the ruins of Rotterdam. Rotterdam? That... That ring. That Lavalier. Go on. I'll go back a few years. In 1932, the Countess Lamoureux lost a diamond at her Riviera Villa, an extraordinary stone that should have been in a museum. A man was accused, but evidence was only circumstantial, and he was acquitted. Sometime later, in 1936, Lord Larchmont's fabulous emerald-headed cane was stolen at Brighton. A man was held, but later released for lack of evidence. I could give you other instances if you want. The man... Same man. Different names. I could show you his photograph if you wish. No, Ken. Oh, I've been very cheap. I came here to... He wanted me... There's no reason for you to believe me, but... I didn't know. I believe you. Here, Leonore, will you... Will you wear this ring? But I... Memory of a kiss... Okay. 
visit you. And how did our inquisitive friend Mr. X respond to your blandishments? He... I don't know it here. Don't know? Come now, Leonor. Surely you could tell that. Did he ask any leading questions? Questions? About me. He knows about you, dear. So? He knows... He knows you're my fiancé. Oh. Did he by any chance mention that lavalier? Oh, yes. Yes? He thought it was very beautiful. Is that all? Well? He said... It was very beautiful. You told me that. Here. Let me see it. Take off that lavalier. But you gave it to me, Etienne. Are you afraid I won't return it, my chérie? Not Where did you get that? What? You know what I'm talking about, that ring. Tell me, where did you get it? I tell you, you're hurting me. Where did you get that ring? He wanted me to wear it. Oh. Right. Out with it. What does he know? Etienne, please. Does he know why I gave you that lovely ad- Why I sent you to America? I don't know why you did. No, you don't. But you served me well without knowing. Now that you do know... Uh, my precious, it is a tragedy. Etienne. Etienne. No, no. Thurston, you... Ride on the schnozola, Mr. X. He's out cold. Tell the gendarmes to come in, Pagan. With pleasure. You know, I... I don't know why it is, Leonore, but every time I'm with you, I... I seem to poke somebody in the nose. Mr. X, I've been knocking my brain in, trying to figure out why that man gave the lady the lavalier since he wanted to sell it. It was the easiest way to get it to America. Once she was there, a stooge could steal it from her, and Sapphire would still be in the clear. If only she hadn't kissed you, eh? That, Pagon, is what is called one of the imponderable factors in the case. It's a funny name for a kiss. Come in, Leonore. I'm not Leonore. By golly, you're not, are you, Chief? Nice flight over? Delightful. I just couldn't wait to get here and find out what you've been doing. You got here just in time. Oh, Great work, Ken. Great work. Now, what do we do? You can have your choice. The Baal Mask. The Moulin Rouge. Huh? Don't worry, Chief. I'll line up a beautiful evening for you. That is, if Leonore can find a friend. star, Mr. Herbert Marshall, will return in just a moment to tell you about next week's exploit of the man called X. But first, a word about Pepsodent. Try it. Taste it. Compare it. Change now to new Pepsodent toothpaste, and in just one week, see the difference. Yes, new Pepsodent has a cleaner, brighter taste that means cleaner, brighter teeth. New Pepsodent toothpaste with twice as much irium removes the film that makes your teeth look dull uncovers the natural brilliance of your smile. And our Pepsodent star, Mr. Herbert Marshall. Next week, Mr. X is slipping away to a quiet little island off the coast of Maine to enjoy a peaceful vacation, sleep, rest, a little fishing, perhaps. Ah, yes, there are four nice ladies, two of them young and very beautiful. All very idyllic. 
But you know what happens when a batsman takes a holiday. As usual, Leon Belasco's pagan will come along and complicate matters. So join us, won't you, when next I return as the man called X. Good night. Captain's Man Called X is written by Milton Merlin, with music composed and personally conducted by Felix Mills. The entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. So until next week, same time, same station, this is Wendell Niles reminding you to change to Pepsodent toothpaste now. For Pepsodent, and only Pepsodent, contains irium. Mr. Herbert Marshall is soon to be seen in the 20th Century Fox production, The Razor's Edge. All characters and incidents used on this program are fictitious. Any resemblance to actual persons or incidents is purely coincidental. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.